Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Benchwire Season 2, Episode 12. As you can see, Matthew is not on the screen. Where is Matthew? Let me tell you, Matthew resigned from Benchwire, no longer part of the Benchwire podcast, but that's okay. I got a new co-host. Let's welcome Justin. Hello, Justin. How are we doing? What's up, Benchwire gang? How are we doing? Yeah. Let's welcome Justin to the Benchwire family. Uh, yeah, Matthew resigned, so he's no longer part of the Benchwire family. But maybe we'll see him in the future. Who knows? He might come back. We don't know. Probably not. Like but, Jalen uh, Hurts? What about Jalen Hurts? Like Jalen Hurts will come back. Oh, coming back in the second half? Okay, okay. Of course. Um, all right, so because you just said Jalen Hurts, let's talk about the Eagles. Let's, let's talk about the My favorite topic. Game on Sunday. Oh, that was probably a game of the year. They played the Bills, right? It was, it was a fun little game. It wasn't the Eagles' way the first half, but the second half, the Eagles played pretty well. They came back and got to overtime, and then they won, got uh, the Jake Elliott kick to go to overtime, and then, you know, Jalen Hurts did his thing, was clutch. Defense played a hell of a game the second half. So what are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts and Eagles? Uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts is playing like an MVP quarterback. Um it's kind of it's stressful watching the first half. Just the offense can never get into a rhythm, and then for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the second half adjustments. They figure it out. They attack the defense better, and they they score thirty one points in the second half, which was ridiculous. It's I, it's, a yeah, lot, it's was, a lot of fun to watch, but it's also as an Eagles fan, it's nerve wracking at the same time that we're in the all yeah. these close games, but we're pulling it out. Which you want to see the resiliency, but you also want to see them. Uh, have shutout wins and be dominant in that fashion. Yeah. I don't know. The Eagles kind of lucky on some of the calls, but they got the job done. They find ways to win games. That's what you need in a good team, and they've been doing it week in and week out. The only game they lost this year was to the Jets. They should have won that game. So, like, really, realistically, they could be undefeated right now. That's how good they've been playing. And now yeah. they got a tough Just matchup. Yeah. So this week they have the Niners. That That's going to be a fun little matchup, you know, two of the NFC top dogs. That we're going to preview potentially the NFC championship yeah. game. So, yeah, that should be a fun one. What, what do you think? Yeah. You think it's going to be a close game, that, that game, or you think it's not? As much as I want them to, I want them to just come out the first half hot and just put up a lot of points on them. Because I feel like if you start off slow like you did with them, it, they could definitely pull away with the win. But I know that uh, it, it's in Philadelphia, so it, there's going to be some rain there. So it could help the Eagles out a little bit. It's going to be physical. And the key for the Eagles in that is to take away McCaffrey. If they could do that, then I like their chances. But, no, I, I see no blow. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, I do too, especially because, you know, the Eagles have a great defense. Niners have a great offense. It's going to be a close one. Um, so, and then they play the Cowboys right after. So, Eagles mm-hmm. lose those two games potentially, right? They would, you know, drop to the fifth seed. And then if Dallas wins on Thursday night and they beat the Eagles, that would bring, I believe, Dallas to the second seed. So, that there is a potential that might happen. Do you think that will happen? Or do you think, you know, they will win both of these games? Or do you think they will lose? I don't know. Um, I could see us winning 
won these games. I think I had them splitting with Dallas, so I can and Dallas plays really well at home. So I think we could uh, drop the game to Dallas, and and I think we win the San Fran game if I had to pick. But it could always go the other way, or like you said, we could lose both of them just because we're the t- they're the top three teams in the NFC, and you can yeah. argue on all football. So it's any given Sunday we can come out flat, and they could they could beat us both games. So love to go two and zero, but I think realistically one and one's probably the most realistic outcome. Oh yeah, I agree. I think there's a chance you go more two and zero and one and one than zero and two in these games. That's what I think from what I've seen so far this season. Um, okay, now let's let's talk more about the Eagles. Let's talk more about the Eagles, right? So there's a guy named uh, Shaq Leonard. He's available. What do you think? Is he going to end up with the Eagles, or is he going to end up with division rival the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, good question. I thought when once he left Dallas and came to Philly and just the connection with uh, Sirianni that it was a done deal. But he's going to take his time. He's going to think over the weekend from what I saw in the reports. Yep. Um, I do believe he was, he was going to sign with the Eagles, like I said, with the Sirianni connection. And at plus, I think like us being in the Super Bowl last year is a, a big selling point if he wants to win. He should probably come to the Eagles since we were just recently there and the Cowboys haven't been there in the, since the 90s. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be my final point. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think I'll choose the Eagles over the Cowboys just because they're the better team. And, you know, the Cowboys, they haven't been great in the playoffs the last, I don't know, two decades now. It's pretty bad. But maybe he wants to join the Cowboys and get them over the hump. So who knows? We will find out maybe this weekend. So that should be interesting. Now let's talk about another headline that just happened this past week. Frank Reich, he was just fired by the Carolina Panthers in his first year as head coach. Now, do you think the Panthers made the right decision by firing Frank Reich, not even giving him the full season or not? The whole situation, I guess, going into it was kind of a messy one for Frank Reich. From what I've gathered, like the guys that Tepper fired were all like proponents of CJ Stroud. And he they like he basically got rid of the guys who were like not on the Bryce Young train. He's like don't believe in him per se. So Reich is gone, McCown's gone, Staley's gone. Um yeah, you don't like to see Frank Reich get fired during the season, but I understand that someone had to go one in 10, I believe. Someone had to take the fault. It's obviously going to be the head coach. Um, yeah, I like Bryce down a lot. I hopefully he could turn it around, man. Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason, seeing who they hire as the next coach. Probably going to be another offensive mind. But, yeah, just it sucks to see Frank Wright go. I think he's a I good know. coach. Just not the best. He have the best personnel, the best situation to go into. And I think Tepper's uh, the owner's too involved with, with yeah, the decisions and doesn't give. Uh, I don't like that. His GM, his coach has enough freedom to make the right calls. Because it sounds like this... Bryce Young was his quarterback and not so much everyone else's, like the front office and the coaches. Seemed like they may have liked Shroud more, but mm-hmm. the owner got the final call there. And we see what Shroud's doing. So, yeah, is what it is. 
they signed him to a long, like I think at least five year deal, and he's not even gonna be there after one year, which is crazy. I think, you know, Bryce Young, I yeah. think he still has a bright future. They just don't have the roster built around him. You sign a guy and what? Adam Thielen, he's getting up there in age, but he's been decent this season, right? But the O-line, you still don't have the O-line. You need to have a good O-line to be able to produce a productive offense, and they do not have that right now. Who's that tackle? I think Ikem Iwanu, that was the tackle they drafted. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't been that great from what I've been hearing from, you know, Panthers fans and social media. So they might have had a bust there, potentially, but – you got to find ways to build more for that offensive line. You sign Miles Sanders to, you know, a little hefty contract, I think a three-year deal, $7 million a year, I think, around that price range. Yes, um, seven, something. something like yeah. that. But you haven't been utilizing him in the offense. I don't know if he's just not it anymore or you like Chubba Hubbard better, but, like, they just haven't been making the right decisions these past few seasons and I think you blame David Tepper and you know I don't know what they're going to go now and hire maybe they hire Brian Johnson from the Eagles I I doubt that happens I do um but (laughs) maybe they hire I I would hire an offensive-minded guy because if you have Bryce Young you want a guy that can help mentor him and become a star that we all think he will be because he was drafted with the yeah. first overall pick. So I don't know where the Panthers go from here. They're, they're just going to – they don't even have a first-round pick this year because they gave it to the Bears, so that's bad. And they got so, DJ Moore. <laughs> and, yeah, and the Bears got DJ Moore out of it. So the Bears won that trade, I think, by a lot. And the Bears, they could even go out and get a Caleb Williams if they want. Or you get uh, Marvin Harrison, pair him up with Justin Fields, like – then you have two great receivers. You have DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison, two playmakers. Like the Bears won that trade. Panthers, I don't know what they're going to do from here. So I have a question about the Bears since you brought them up. All right, let's um, talk about they, it. They'll probably finish with the number one pick. Do you think they should stay at one and take Caleb Williams, which is probably the unanimous number one pick, if he declares for the draft? I heard there's a report he might Yeah, I did hear that. Or do you think they should go the Eagles route, trade down from number one, and they'll have two picks this year and two picks next year to just really solidify the roster and build it out with uh, young talent? I think, I think, do not draft Caleb Williams, trade down, still be in that top three to five range if you possibly can, if that works out. So then one of those three to five teams can jump up and get Caleb Williams. And I would go out and get Marvin Harrison, a guy that's going to be a playmaker for the Bears and looks like he could be a future Hall of Famer from, like, what we've been seeing with his draft stock as of late. Like, he's supposed to be the number one guy and supposed to be, like, a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson type of receiver. So you get him, you pair him with Justin Fields, get him another playmaker. I think you go that route. Or, you know, you could trade back and get an offensive lineman because, you know, the Bears need that as well. So you don't have to get a receiver. But, yeah, I would trade back if you think Justin Fields is a guy, and that all depends on Ryan Poles and what he thinks about Justin Fields because he did not draft him. So maybe he wants his own quarterback in there. So who knows? 
No, I think I'm in the same boat as you. I would trade back, trade back in the draft, not too far, maybe three to five if they can, if someone's really sold on Caleb and and build up. Maybe take a Marvin Harrison's a good call, building up the trenches, the defense, getting those uh, young guys in there would be would be good and and probably pairing them with a a, a young offensive mind too to help fields or you know, like if you look at the quarterbacks now, like in the NFC East, you have Dak that was a fourth rounder. You have Jalen Hurts as a second. You can find guys in the second, third round. Oh, you, yeah. get, you get Jalen Daniels, the guy that might win the Heisman from LSU in that round. You might get Penix there too. I think they can ball. I think they can play. So you can even potentially wait to later on to pick them. Yeah. So there's a lot of options for the Bears and the Panthers. There's no option. Because you don't have a first-round pick. That's their fault. That's their problem. So who knows what's going to happen with the Panther situation. Who are they going to hire? We don't know. But uh, let's transition. What else? What other topics do we have to talk about? Um, let's see. Let's see. All right. Let's talk about MVP. What? MVP talk. Who's your MVP pick right now? Hey, you want to talk about MVP talk? All right. Let's talk about MVP. So this is hard for me because – Right now, I don't know, because it's up in the air. I would say Jalen Hurts is in that conversation, of course. Um, and then it's some other quarterbacks, right? I would say Lamar Jackson's going to be in that conversation. Potentially Dak Prescott. Potentially, mm-hmm. this, this one's a little far-fetched, but maybe C.J. Stroud from what he's done so far this year. Um, but... I don't know. And then maybe if you want to throw a position that's not a quarterback, you could put Tyreek Hill in there, right? But usually those guys don't win the MVP. Um, but right now, I would have to say it's got to be Jalen Hurts from what I've seen, has the best record in football right now, has led his team to 10-1 record, has been the most clutch I've seen quarterback in a while in the second half, especially being down – double digits to both the Chiefs and the Bills. That's respectable. You got to respect that for sure. So right now I think he is the front runner, but you can't, you know, forget about the guys like Lamar. You can't forget about Dak. I know Dak hasn't beat a winning team yet. People are going to say that, but he's showing up, he's playing and he's delivering. And, you know, when he was playing the Eagles, he had a great game. Like they were in it to the very end. They just didn't capitalize on that final drive. So I would have to say it has to be Jalen Hurts right now. What do you think? Man, maybe if Dak didn't step out of bounds, he might be the front runner for MVP. No, but <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say this. Um, yeah, I'm with you on Hurts being probably the favorite, the best record, comeback wins, everything you said. And he's doing it with a a, bunt, uh, a hurt knee too. So that's that's yeah. been the most impressive. His mobility's been down, but he's been finding ways to stay in the pocket and deliver the ball to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, all of his uh, playmakers there. And, yeah, I would say he's the, he's the front runner. I, but I am a guy, though. It would be so cool if, like, a Tyreek Hill won. Or, or like, yeah. a defensive. Like a, I want to like see that, but I don't think that will happen. That would be cool because I'm a guy that likes to go against the grain, the status quo of it's got to be a quarterback. I would – Tyreek Hill's been balling. I think that would be just a fun MVP pick, too, or or going defense, that, seeing something other than a quarterback for once. But 
again, quarterback's the most important position, the, one of the most valuable ones. So, yeah, it's going to be a quarterback. It probably hurts right now. But of the guys you didn't mention, I'll probably throw Mahomes in there too. Just yeah, I still think they're the best team in the AFC. I know the Ravens have the better record, but Mahomes is still the number one guy in football. So you always gotta throw him in the conversation. I did forget about receivers. Like yeah, <laughs> like exactly. MVS makes that catch. They potentially win that Eagles game. So Mahomes, he delivered. <laughs> it's just his team didn't deliver. Um, but yeah, yeah that's so- a great throw. But that is, that is a hard catch to make, though. But if it hits your hands like that, there's no excuse you gotta catch it. But yeah, because we didn't we didn't really talk about that game on the last podcast because we didn't have a podcast. So now we're back. <laughs> we're back. Um, what else could we talk about? Oh yeah, I was gonna talk about Rodgers. Do you think so? They just opened the Jets just opened up his practice window. His 21 mm-hmm. day return off of IR. Do you think it's a mistake for Aaron Rodgers playing this season? And should he wait next year? You think it's a good decision by him? I'm, I'm, me personally. I'll give you two answers. The personal side of me, because I am an Aaron Rodgers guy, uh, I would love for him to come back. It would just defy sports medicine forever. It, he comes back. I just saw he said seventy-seven days later, out practicing. That's crazy for an Achilles tear. Yeah. Is it the smart thing to do? Probably not, because he probably is a risk that. It's not fully recovered, and you can rupture it again, and that would that would delay his return even more. And it would cut into next season. So, so I think what's the most important thing is what the Jets do in the next one to two games to see if it's really worth him coming back if they're still in the playoff hunt. But as of right now, it's probably not the wisest decision. Even though fans like myself of his would love it, and I think a lot of NFL fans too, if he came back. And went took the team to the playoffs and went on a miracle run. That'd be that'd be something special. But I think it it just comes down to his health, and I don't think it's the wisest decision. And I'm not entirely sure if they're going to be in the playoff hunt much longer. Yeah, if I were Aaron Rodgers, I would not come back. I don't think the Jets are making the playoffs. I don't think they win these next few games. And you know, with you being a superstar. And you being 40 years old, it's hard to, you know, recover this fast yeah. and be able to play this season. Like, he's definitely going to get hit, and it might re-aggravate it. You don't want to do that. And I think he should rest. I really do. Because the Jets, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's not like they're going to go on a magical Super Bowl run. Rest up, heal up, and try and do that next year and make the Super Bowl run. Get some off-season additions. Trade for a guy like Devontae Adams. That would be awesome if that would happen. <laughs> I don't think it happens. That would go, that'd like, be crazy. They they can have a good off-season. Rest up. Make sure you're 100%. Because no, no way he's 100% right now. If he's going to come, I think, Christmas Eve, he's going to show up yeah. for that game. I wouldn't do it. But, yeah, like you said, it would be a cool story. You know, defy sports yeah. medicine. And I would love it as an NFL fan. But. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. I would be, you know, safe and rest up and play for next year to try and go on that Super Bowl run. So that that's what I think. That's what you said. So we're pretty much on the same page. Um, what else could we talk about? Let's talk about one more topic. All right. Hmm. Do you have anything you want to talk about? I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor. Do you want to talk about anything? 
Well, you talked about my Eagles. Um, it seems like the Giants are getting further away from, like, the Caleb Williams tank. They beat uh, the Commanders. Yeah. They beat Tommy DeFito's playing pretty well. And I, and just talking to you off camera, I gave uh, Dable some heat, but he's been, he's been coaching a lot better. He used Hyatt more in the game. What do you like? My question is, what do you like what you saw from DeFito and the Giants, the offense, and uh, what do you think they should do? Should they throw a hat in, in the season, just try to tank at the highest possible pick, or should they try to keep winning? Um, That's a great question. Um, As a fan, I never root to lose because it's not fun to watch. But, you know, the future, you need to have a good draft pick in the future. And because right, right now we're not the greatest roster and all that. But I, I don't want to lose just to lose and tank. Like I want to watch enjoyable football. And what Tommy DeVito is doing right now out there on the field is fun to watch. And, you know, that's why they didn't flex a game Monday night. They're keeping that game. Giants, Packers, I believe it's at Lambeau. But, yeah, I don't root for, you know, players to lose. Like right now I'm rooting for Saquon to get his – bonus that extra million dollars it won't happen because the Giants offensive line cannot block for him but I'm rooting for the guy I want the guy to you know be successful and stay a Giant forever but I don't think he will win a Super Bowl with the Giants anytime soon I know that's kind of off topic but yeah I want the Giants to you know not tank I want them to play as hard as they can because that's what Giants pride's all about you know but there is that other side where, you know, the future, we need a better draft pick because right now our roster is kind of weak. But you can also blame injuries. Injuries have been, you know, a big hit to our season, I would say. Andrew Thomas not playing seven games. Saquon out for three to four. Jones out for the rest of the year. Like, you're not going to win those games if you don't have all your guys on the same page, on the field at the same time. And, like, Darren Waller, he was supposed to be our big addition. He's barely used because we don't have an offensive line to block and develop these plays for Darren Waller. We don't have an offensive line to block and develop plays for Jalen Hyatt. Like all these playmakers you got, they're cool and all, they're shiny, but you can't use them if you can't develop an offense. So that's where I think the Giants are right now. I don't want them to tank, but it, yeah. it, would, it would benefit us if we got a higher draft pick. So that's what I think about yeah. the Giants right now. Yeah. And the thing is, too, if you uh, throw the towel in, then you're you're coaching for your you're coaching for a job. Basically, everyone's playing for a job. The players will be. They're playing for new contracts. The exactly. coach is trying to prove himself, keep his job. So it's like you can't just give up. You gotta be competitive. You gotta compete. But yeah, at the same time, like I guess from the fan point, you do want them to have a high draft pick, but. The, the Giants are probably going to finish at the top 10 pick, and there's going to be a talented player there. I would say yeah. if I were them, I would fortify the, the trenches, go O-line, go D-line, just to make it, make it stronger, make it a strong point of the team. But, yeah, I mean, the Giants are going to have a big offseason coming up, and they're, I got to give them credit. They're, they scrap. They, they, they play hard. That's for sure. And it's funny that uh, I guess three of your four wins are from DeVito and uh, Tyrod Taylor, so – yeah. I mean, so they've been ball. They've been playing pretty well. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, just I guess it is a little bit disappointing. Just the Giants making the playoffs, making the wild card, upsetting Minnesota. 
And then I guess there's expectations there, but they just haven't lived up to it. Like you said, injuries and just the cohesion, I guess, wasn't there like it was last year. But I think they're in a little bit of a rebuild. Like there might be a couple years out to playing to uh, get back into the playoffs again. But yeah, there's some holes that they have to fix. So yeah, um, I guess we can end the podcast there. So I want to thank Justin for joining us on season two, episode twelve of Benchwire, our new permanent co-host. Let's welcome Justin. Yeah. No, no thanks. No, thanks to Steve for having me on. Um, I'm honored to be on this journey. Yes. Welcome Cover to the, the Benchwire family. Matthew is no longer with us. If you just skip to the end, he has resigned. But yes, he is alive. Other than that, <laughs> he is alive, though. Maybe yeah. he'll show up. He might be a special guest. I don't know. <laughs> we will see what the future holds. But do you know how to do a Benchwire outro? Do you know how to do that? Do you know what he does? If not, I can teach you. So I'll say, so he says Benchwire, and I say out. Or you could say Benchwire, and I say out. So, like, that's how we do it. All right. Okay, Benchwire. Not not yet, not yet, not yet. Hold on, hold on. I got got to say my whole spiel. So now you know when I'm about to, when I say Benchwire, you could say out, or you could say, (laughs) we'll figure it out. All right, so here we go. All right, so if you guys enjoyed this video, drop a like, subscribe to Channel Avenue, check our socials down in the link tree down below. We got Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, everything, you know, out there on social media, we got it. But yeah, that's all we have for you guys today. Benchwire. Out.